but usually women start to see their acne coming back. And that's because, like we know now, the birth control does not actually regulate your hormones, it just shuts it down. And so when you stop the birth control, those hormones that were shut down now get started back up again, but because they haven't been regulated yet, they go back to the same cycle. Welcome back to the PCOS Holistic Coach podcast with me, Dr. Ami Patel, pharmacist, fellow sister, and coach. This podcast is an easy-to-listen-to resource for your busy, on-the-go life. You will learn how you can live a healthier and happier life with PCOS from real conversations about managing PCOS and the symptoms with amazing guest speakers. Welcome back, viewers and listeners. Today, we'll be discussing acne associated with PCOS with Dr. Thunvi Tijorilala. Welcome, Dr. Thunvi. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this as well. I have so much stuff to mention. Good. It'll be really educational for everyone. So I'll just give a brief introduction to Dr. Thunvi. She is a naturopathic doctor and founder of the Skin Confidence Code Program. Her program helps women with skin concerns like acne, heal, healing it holistically and feeling confident in their skin without restrictive diets and expensive skincare. Through her practice, she aims to bridge the gap between conventional and holistic medicine in dermatology to provide better care for patients suffering from skin and hormonal con concerns. This includes providing mental health support, nutritional counseling, and confidence coaching to empower people to look good and feel good in their body. That is really amazing because uh -huh. I don't think that a lot of programs include like that holistic, like mental health support and nutritional mm -hmm. counseling and everything in one. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons why I decided to focus on skin concerns was because there was this huge gap between, um, you know, the conventional side and the naturopathic side where not a lot of emphasis was given on mental health, on helping people feel more confident or feel more secure in their bodies. So, No, that's definitely true. And, you know, especially like me having PCOS and other clients I work with and a lot of my audience has PCOS. And mm -hmm. that's definitely one of the biggest things is not just like just confidence in general with PCOS, because it's not just the acne. That's like one factor for a lot of women, but other things like hair loss, unwanted hair growth, you know, inability to lose weight and all of that goes into it. And all of that affects mental health too. So it's really yeah. amazing that you um, have all of that together. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about why you got interested in mm -hmm. focusing on skincare. Is that what you like always wanted to do when you first decided you wanted to be a naturopathic doctor? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. So when I started, when I was studying uh, in naturopathic medical school, I used to really dislike dermatology because <laughs> I thought all of the rashes looked the same. It was very boring and I wasn't interested in it at all. So I actually graduated as a general nat naturopathic doctor, which means that I treated everything and anything under the sun. Mm -hmm. And then this, this it, through, I don't know, I guess you can call it a sign from the universe, but I started to get a lot of skin patients and that was the one thing I noticed was they weren't supported very well. They were given band-aid solutions. They were not talked about, you know, um, they, they weren't coached on their anxieties. They weren't coached on mental health, on confidence, all of those things. 
In fact, I actually had an eczema patient who was 40 years old. So she was still struggling with eczema since she was little. And since she was little, she had only gotten steroid creams, just stronger versions, and then moved on to like an oral steroid, um, oral steroid medication. And she was just so frustrated when she came to me. And I was surprised that nobody had actually talked to her about the food she was eating or helped her with, you know, other topical solutions that can help with the itching and the redness and the inflammation. And so I really kind of, um, it was mostly, it wasn't so much like, I really loved dermatology. I love it now, but before I didn't, but it was kind of this way of giving back to people and helping them in a way that our conventional system, unfortunately, is not able to. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I love, you know, your holistic approach, which is, really, you know, we can definitely relate to that because that's the approach I like to take with managing PCOS as well, because, and, you know, I think you'll probably touch on this, but it just looks like it could be just a skin problem, like, oh, just a rash, it's localized, but actually there's so many things from your whole body that goes into effect for your skin, not just like, oh, it's only on your face. Yeah. Well, PCOS is a great example, right? The acne in PCOS is never it's never a skin problem. It's happening because your hormones are not balanced. It's happening because of internal inflammation. And which is one of the reasons why when women that have PCOS just depend on skincare, it's not going to help your, it's not going to help your skin that much as opposed to actually taking like the whole body route of healing your hormones and healing that inflammation. Yeah, so let's get into some of that. (laughs) What are your lifestyle changes that you recommend, like with diet or stress management? Yeah, that's a good question. I think one of the most important lifestyle changes, and this is something that is so basic and yet not implemented very correctly, is movement. I find that, so PCOS in a, in a traditional form is a form of stagnation, which is why you have fluid-filled cysts, or even with your acne, you have pus-filled or something-filled, like acne that's on your face. So in a traditional sense, we always look at it as stagnation. And how do you move stagnation? You have to move it out. And so movement is such an important part of like an important lifestyle strategy that needs to be implemented because that will help move some of that stagnation. Now, one of the, when I say that, one of the things that, you know, and obviously, like you said, with PCOS, weight loss is one of the things that people look into. And when we talk about that, you know, it's always like the, the very hard, high intensity kind of exercise. Yeah. That people go towards first. And that's actually counterproductive. For your hormones because when you're hitting that hard when you don't have enough uh, energy when your cortisol which is your stress hormone is not regulated and you're going very hard at the gym or doing crossfit or high intensity exercises it's going to be really hard on your hormones so i always like to use the water analogy which is there's a lake which is stagnant it's it doesn't move quite a bit there's a river that's flowing. And then there's a waterfall, which is, you know, like that boom, boom, boom. You kind of want to do movement more like a river, not like a waterfall, not high intensity, and not absolutely no movement like a lake, more like a river. So something that we, in our terms, we call them yin building exercises. 
So they're more like nurturing, they're more, um, you know, they're more slow paced, they're more, um, they're more uplifting rather than exhausting. So things like um, things like walking, walking is my favorite type of exercise that I love recommending to uh, patients because it's something that can easily be implemented in a busy day. Um, something like yoga, but not so much, not so much just resting yoga. It's more yoga that can also activate your muscles. So we, we like to call it like strength yoga or just slow paced, uh, workouts. So, you know, using either using your body weight to do workouts to begin with or lesser weights and then going more slowly or more rhythmically, um, throughout the, throughout the workout. I think that's one of the most profound, um, profound lifestyle hacks that I've seen, especially with, with my patients that have made a huge difference. Wow. I did not expect you to say that. And <laughs> like thinking about exercise to improve your skin and acne. So that's really something pleasantly surprising that I learned. And I love that water analogy, the lake, the river and the waterfall. Yeah. We often tend to forget that our skin is actually a detox organ. Right. So when we're exercising, when we're sweating things out, we're actually sweating toxins out as well. And that helps the skin, that helps the skin rejuvenate. You know what they call the post-workout glow? That's that's actually a thing. It it oh. actually helps your skin rejuvenate and just detoxify toxins that are not going through your body. So um yeah, pretty profound, pretty profound uh lifestyle term. So for then like walking and things, do you like recommend like speed walking so that you get a little bit of like sweating or so like a little bit more than just like a casual stroll? Is that what you recommend? Yeah, totally. So it can be a combination of both. Um, one of the things that uh, really, really helps is obviously taking a walk out in nature because that adds more to the stress management part of uh, dealing with your hormones and your skin, right? Because stress can play a huge role in both PCOS and acne. So walking out in nature, going on a hike, a hike that, you know, kind of it's more upcline, if possible, if not, then, you know, speed walking is fine as well. Um, some people like running and it, they do well with it. Uh, I always say choose an exercise that makes you feel good after rather than completely exhausted and depleted because that's a good indicator of whether something is suited to your body or not and that used to be my um i i, I completely failed at that because when i started working out mm -hmm. i would go very hard at the gym because that's what i was told i was like i was told that if you want to tone up go hard at the gym I would get very dizzy and almost faint after I used to finish my workouts. Um, and to me, nobody educated me on that, right? It was like, this is the way to work out. This is what you have to do. You have to keep increasing your reps, keep increasing your weights. And then when I started to kind of start med school, I didn't have time to go to the gym. So I would just go on walks or I would walk around in um, my room or in my house while I was studying. And I actually noticed such high benefits health-wise just from doing that instead of um you know going very hard so yeah a good indicator is just checking in with yourself and seeing are you feeling good after working out or are you feeling completely exhausted and dizzy yeah no that's a great advice and i think that applies for like not just workouts but everything like food and things like that but i think the things you touched on really go well like with um yoga and stuff like for PCOS, you know, I recommend a lot of yogas that get the blood flowing, you know, especially to like the 
uterus and things like that. So I think that goes along with the type of yoga that you're recommending to not just like resting yoga. So yeah, that it's so nice to hear that, like, you know, everything can fit together like a puzzle. And I think yeah. women get frustrated because sometimes when they go to the doctor, they're told like, oh, well, you might be working out, but you're not working out hard enough. And so, or, you know, you're not, you're not controlling your diet well. And so I think that's when we fall into that, like, oh, restrictive diet plus over-exercising mentality because we don't, but now it's like, you know, good that we're having these conversations. So people know that, you know, for your body, it's different and you have to listen to your body and understand that, you know, if your body is tolerating this, then that's good for me. And if it's not tolerating the high intensity workouts and whatnot, then it's not good for me. Exactly. <laughs> and even with the yoga, like just working up to it slowly, like no one is saying that you have to do like an extremely hard yoga mm -hmm. workout right away. But, and same thing with walking, just working up to like a pace that you're comfortable with or doing the hills. Yeah. 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 These are all great kind of techniques to bring together. Yeah. <laughs> the next question I had is, um, so with when, well, I can give my example too, but when women get diagnosed with PCOS and they have acne, sometimes they're like, oh, well, if you take birth control and spironolactone, then that can help with the PCOS and the acne. And that's like what happened to me when I first got diagnosed in my early twenties, I was having acne. And then I was told like, okay, you can take birth control. It will regulate your periods and it will help. <laughs> I say regulate. Yes. <laughs> we know better now. <laughs> yes. And um, so at that time I didn't know better. And I was like, well, you know, I'm in my 20, early twenties. And of course, confidence and skin plays like a huge role. And so I was like, yeah, if I can just take a pill and we'll solve quote unquote all my problems, then why not? And so I, I did that, but you know, I think a lot of women get shown only that path. So how, like, do you see patients that have breakthrough acne despite being on those medications and what is your recommendation? Yeah, absolutely. I do. So birth control works in two ways I find. Um, some women will still get acne despite being on it. And those are the kind of women that will get very har harsh symptoms and side effects from taking that birth control. So things like, you know, having mood swings or a lot of weight gain and things like that. And then there's other women who find that their skin completely clears up. But then once they stop the birth control about it's, it takes about four months, but usually women start to see their acne coming back. And that's because like we know now, the birth control does not actually regulate your hormones. It just shuts it down. And so when you stop the birth control, those hormones that were shut down now get started back up again, but because they haven't been regulated yet, they go back to the same cycle. So it doesn't really, it's, it's kind of like a, like a bandaid solution. It doesn't really deal with the actual problem. So in either cases, even when you're on birth control, if you find like you have clear skin, for most women, I have seen it, their acne and their breakouts come back after they've stopped it, especially a few months after they've stopped it. So then what are some supplements or things you recommend? Yeah, yeah. So with acne, obviously, it's a pretty complex condition. There's not one supplement that I would say, you know, this is kind of like the holy grail if you take this. Yeah. your skin is going to get completely cleared. 
Um, but one of the things that I find that is very underutilized is vitamin D. And the reason, one of the biggest reasons why a lot of women in North America have tons of acne, especially in their adulthood, is because we're all deficient in vitamin D. We don't get a lot of sun here. And so it's, um, it's one of those things that most people, not just women, most people are deficient in. And studies show that the more deficient you are in vitamin D, the more the more angrier your acne is or the more aggressive your acne is. And so one of the things that I like to um, obviously test for is their vitamin D levels and then supplement accordingly so that we are at least making sure that they're not deficient. Vitamin D also has very good anti-inflammatory properties. So all of that redness on the skin because of acne, all of the inflammation in your body because of the PCOS it can really, really help with that. And then the bonuses, it also helps with your mood. So, you know, overall, you're feeling really, really good. But usually I start with um, probiotics and vitamin D if a patient comes in with, um, with PCOS type acne or just acne in general, because I found those two to be really effect effective in, in toning down the lesions. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think, you know, vitamin D is a great vitamin for mood like you said and definitely interesting about the acne I didn't know that either but mm -hmm. it can also give you energy to do those workouts that you were talking about <laughs> like the yoga and the walking yeah definitely really good vitamin but yeah I didn't know that so that's really good to know yeah and then obviously you know working on other things like your diet healing your gut um, balancing those hormones more naturally we have supplements that can help balance hormones, um, but obviously you want to know first which hormones are out of balance. Like there's not a one pill fits all. Yeah. So um, I always say acne is one of these things that you have to be patient with, but um, women can notice profound differences if they choose to go more the holistic route. Yeah, I think that like it may take longer to see the result but i feel like it will last longer because you're yeah. actually like getting to the root cause of the problem of what's causing the acne and healing that for long-term effect as opposed to a short-term solution like just putting a cream on for one yeah or <laughs> yeah yeah exactly are there um what about like, I know you were mentioning like diet and inflammation a little bit. What about, I don't know, does dairy contribute to acne? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's one of the first, and I know most people get very annoyed by this because everybody <laughs> loves cheese or most people love cheese. Um, but dairy is one of the biggest contributors to inflammation in the body, especially when it comes to acne. Um, there's two reasons why and I feel like when people understand that they understand that okay it makes sense why I need to cut dairy out um, but one of them is because dairy has its own um, its own hormones essentially like they come from animals and usually if you look at humans we produce milk when we have uh, we have babies right. and that is a whole hormone regulated process so those hormones obviously seep into the dairy. So when you're drinking milk or when you're eating cheese or having anything dairy related, you're also getting those exogenous hormones in your body that will then cause, you know, an imbalance in the already imbalanced hormones that you have. 
The second thing is dairy has certain sugars in it that trigger something called the IGF-1 pathway. And what that means in layman terms is just your blood sugar is gets very dysregulated. And when it does, your skin tends to produce more oil. And when that happens, it clogs your pores and then causes more acne. So these are the two main reasons why we want to avoid having dairy products because it can really help reduce the inflammation and oil production that is going on in your skin. Also the hormonal imbalance piece. But um, I do want to say here, you know, most women think that when you say you can't eat dairy, this is a lifelong thing. That was going to be my next question. Like, does that yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not. So what we, what I do in my practice is I tend to ask patients what kind of dairy they like or clients or patients what kind of dairy they like, what they eat, eat the most, and then we replace it. While we're replacing it with other alternatives, we start to heal the digestive system and the gut because the reason also why um, your, your body is not able to tolerate these things and digest them appropriately is because of that um, lack of lack of digestive health or not the best digestive health. So we start to heal the digestion. And then once once we do that, we can introduce it back in small amounts. So I have tons of clients and patients who eat dairy once a month, they'll have a pizza or, or they'll have ice cream, and they'll notice one breakout, mm -hmm. as opposed to like, you know, their whole face becoming red and having tons of breakouts. And that's what I want to help patients and people get to because not having a certain food forever is not sustainable um you and i being south asian know that we consume a lot of uh, dairy in our diet um but it's not it's not sustainable to completely cut it out um so what we do is we cut it out completely for a short period of time and i don't say cut out i always say replace because there's so many alternatives mm -hmm. to eating dairy now yeah. And we replace it and then heal the digestive system and then reintroduce it again in small amounts so that your body can still tolerate it and you're still able to enjoy it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I love that. I think it's really empowering because at the end of it, like, you know, we after that, like the, your client and patient can decide like, hey, I understand my skin and body now. Like if I choose to have this pizza or ice cream, I know that one to two days later, I might have acne and I'm prepared for it or I know I can deal with it as opposed to just feeling like, you know, you have acne all the time and you just don't feel good about it because you don't have control over it. Yeah, it's the, it's the control, the confidence and knowing that you know, I know exactly what's triggering my breakouts. I know if I have this, I may get smaller breakouts, but now I know how to deal with them, how to get back on track. And that there is hope that, you know, um, that there is a way to clear them out. Because I find even, even, and I don't know if this is the case with PCOS, Accutane is not a PCOS drug. Um, they usually use it for, acu uh, for acne, but medical doctors will all often say that's kind of the last resort, you know, that's the last line of therapy. And so when, when people see their acne return after stopping Accutane, they feel very defeated. A lot of them feel like there's nothing else that can be done. And this is where this whole like, you know, holistic approach comes in because it makes people feel more powerful and have more control, like you said, on how their breakouts come about and how to deal with them better. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And things like Accutane, you can't be on it forever and it's not safe, like if you want to have kids. So it's always, 
once again, you know, Accutane's a temporary solution like the spironolactone and birth control too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> love that approach. I love that you like empower your patients to take control of the acne. That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Like we're we're here to educate and empower people because like I said, there's a better way of doing things. And uh, most people aren't aware of it. And that's why you and I are here. <laughs> yes. Um, another supplement I had a question about is zinc. Does zinc help with like decreasing the inflammation and acne? Yes. Zinc is a really, it's one of my favorite supplements. Um, it helps decrease the inflammation quite a bit. It is actually really good for acne scarring as well because is one of those minerals that are used in uh, wound healing essentially so one of the things that I do recommend is zinc but here's the controversy with zinc uh, especially when it comes to PCOS because as as people probably know PCOS when when women with PCOS have acne or excessive hair growth usually it's because of what we call hyperandrogenism or high androgens with zinc, there are some studies that have shown that it increases testosterone, and there are some studies that show that it doesn't cause any effect in testosterone, but only helps reduce inflammation. And so, when when I have a patient with PCOS, I'm a little I'm a little careful on recommending that. It's one of my go-to supplements for acne in general, but if I find it's aggravating someone's condition, it's likely because in their body it's probably converting into um, into higher testosterone. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think, um, you know, zinc can also for PCOS help with like insulin resistance. So I think it, it also goes back to what you said, like, it just depends on you. And, you know, it's different for everyone. It's not a blanket treatment plan for everyone. Yeah, and, and like our bodies are really amazing. They give us a lot of signs and a lot of signals. We just have to kind of keep our ears open and eyes open and, and listen to them. <laughs> Yes, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, no, seriously, I tell like my clients that too, like, you know, keep a journal, keep track of these things. Cause you know, even if you go to a doctor for help, like they're going to ask you questions and you can always refer to like, you know, I did this and it caused me to have this happen. So our body is like the best thing to tell us, you know, how everything is going. And, you know, just like going back to the exercise example, like, that's one way if you listen to your body, you'll know what exercise is good for you and not. And same thing now with like the foods that cause you to have acne and not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Are there any topical options like that you could recommend or I don't know if you. Yeah, I like um, topical uh, ointments that have tea tree oil in it. Um, obviously do not, please do not put tea tree oil directly on your face. It will burn your face. You either want to use it in a carrier oil or there are certain brands that make topical um, okay. ointments with tea tree in them. And the reason being tea tree is very antibacterial. So it helps uh, to reduce any of the bacteria, the redness, the inflammation on the skin. And there was actually a pretty good study that said that it works as well as benzoyl peroxide, which is sometimes the first line of treatment for acne. Um, and so I find it, it's, I find that it works really, really well just for when you have those active breakouts and you want to kind of curve them. Oh my God. I'm getting flashbacks of like when I had to take that and yeah. And it's like bleach. Benzoyl peroxide or tea tree? Benzoyl, benzoyl peroxide. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah it like bleaches your clothes and stuff too right oh my god yeah it's a it's a it's not it's not my favorite <laughs> if only I knew then what I know now <laughs> yeah I know but this is why this is why you're doing what you're doing so that you know women that that are in your shoes that you were back then can now know better which is great yeah it makes me so happy when most for the most part I work with women that have adult acne that are in their you know late 20s 30s 40s but every now and then I'll have a teenager that comes into my practice or into my joins my program and it makes me so happy because they are saving so much time from going through the whole you know circle of topical antibiotics oral antibiotics birth control accutane all of that only to then come back to me, you know, when they're 30. Um, but they save so much time and that gets them more healthy, that gets them more happy, that gets them more confident. And so it always makes me so happy when younger women and younger uh, girls are taking initiative with their health and actually going more the holistic route instead of opting for a Band-Aid solution. So, you know, you never know who someone might be listening, someone who was at, when you were that age, someone that age is now listening to you and thinking, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and have a better life. Yes, I hope so. Especially like, you know, they can connect with you and learn from your resources. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, I think that, I'm trying to say this in a very nice way. I feel like (laughs) sometimes people come to like naturopathic medicine as like a last option based on like how you're describing. But I think now with like raising more awareness and education, you know, people can realize that it's not a last option, but it's an option that I can do now as opposed to let me try all the Western options and then go to that. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think that would be, our society would be a lot healthier if they chose that as their first option. And then when things are, you know, going out of hand, go more towards the Western. I mean, they can both, there's a place for both medicines to coexist. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, educating yourself to know when to use which. So there, in certain cases, like in with PCOS, with acne, holistic medicine works a little bit better because like, like you said before, we're going to the root cause where we're targeting more the inflammation. It's more long-term sustainability. Whereas obviously if you have other conditions, you need to get on medications right away. Yeah, I totally agree with like what you said that, you know, they both can be together and same thing with acne itself or just PCOS. Like there's a place where you can do both or, you know, you can try Western medicine well getting to the root cause and doing these changes. And then, so when you come off of things like birth control or Accutane, you're not having that, you know, all your symptoms. Yeah. 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 Totally. So I know we talked about for um, acne scars, like I know, like me, for example, with darker skin, I feel like my skin are like darker and they stay around longer. So I know you said like tea tree oil in certain products and zinc was more for acne oh Um, yeah for scarring anything with um is anything that has what we call like a tyrosinase inhibitor can work really really well so stuff like azelaic acid or kojic acid or conventionally um there's hydroquinone but we don't i don't like that quite a bit so um, I typically tend to go towards like vitamin C, azelaic acid or kojic acid. Those are, those are great options to minimize like the hyperpigmentation 
and the scarring. Obviously, if your scars are very deep, you're probably going to need some physical intervention, whether that's microdermal needling or facial acupuncture, you know, whatever it is, some sort of physical treatment works a little bit better for more of the deeper scars. All right, good to know. And then oral zinc, because zinc can help with wound healing. Um, and that's really, really important when it comes to scarring. All right, awesome. I learned so much in this. Thank <laughs> you for educating me and the viewers. My pleasure. Was there anything else you want to mention that we didn't talk about? Uh, no, I think we covered all of it. Just overall, you know, I think um, this is a good platform that you've created to empower people to, you know, have more options, have more control over their bodies and their health. And for anybody that feels, you know, defeated or that's tried too many medical options and they feel like they don't know where to start, this is a good place to start because it you can learn so much about your body, about your health, about PCOS, about acne, all these other conditions that you talk about. And it's it's a good place to empower yourself, educate yourself and see what other options are out there and available. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> thank you so much for the work you do as well. Um, you know, it's awesome that you're doing that holistic approach, especially with the mental health aspect. I absolutely love that. If anybody wants to work with you or join your program, how can they reach out to you? So there's three ways. <laughs> One of them is uh, my favorite platform is obviously Instagram. So I'm always on there. So feel free to DM me. I think my handle is down. Yeah, I'll put it in the description. In the description. Um, you can also send me an email, which is also down below. And um, you can check out my website. I have some great blog articles and recipes up there. Um, but yeah, these are the three main ways to get in touch with me. Awesome, awesome. And then um, you work primarily in Canada, right? So if there's any listeners that are local to Canada, they can find your program. I work, I work uh, all of North. So my program is designed to be able to work with people that live outside Canada as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, but if anyone lives in Ontario, I do work, um, I have a clinic so I can see them physically if that's something they like, but um, the program is designed so that anybody living outside Canada can also join and still get the benefits. Yes, that's so awesome. The power of internet, you know, yeah. possible and allowing us to connect and have this conversation. Yeah. So really awesome. Well, yeah. thank you again for taking the time out to have this conversation with me and educating us all. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And just to do my outro to everyone, be kind to yourself, be patient and focus on progress, not perfection. I'll see you guys next time. If you loved this conversation, please leave a review and share it with a friend. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at pcos.holistic.coach. Send me a DM and say, hey, be sure to tune in to the podcast next time.